0: This is a Vow FM special, special broadcast. broadcast. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Exclusive to Vow FM 88.1. Share it.
1: Welcome to another episode of the COVID Report, and you with me on and Game. Abovana And on the line today, we're going to be speaking to Charity Mkone, who is a psychologist at the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, shortly known as SADIC, about the mental toll that the lockdown could take on one's mental health. As we speak right now, this is day 11 of the 21, and we are looking at 10 more days of lockdown, and we want to see if some people are suffering. I know like last week, game and i were talking about how it's uh we have different perspectives of the lockdown where game was really speaking about how it's affected him um but right now let's talk to uh charity Mekone, who is again i said a psychologist at the south african and uh, south african depression and anxiety group sadik welcome to the covid report charity
2: thank you bonso thank you very much for having me
1: let's just get into it you know what are what are some of the things that um, you, like in your professional opinion, um, are detrimental to people's uh, mental health as because of the lockdown?
2: I think it's a very difficult and trying time for a lot of people right now, and that it's for people who do have pre-existing um, disorders or pre-existing mental health issues. This can be extremely and particularly hard. But I think in speaking about that, it is important to put it in context that this is a difficult time for every single person. I would argue globally and that a fair level of anxiety that is brought about by the uncertainty of where the pandemic is going, how things will be um, is is warranted. So people will obviously be quite anxious and um, just have some feelings of depression, that that within within this period is within normal bounds. But I think people who are most susceptible to having dire consequences in terms of their mental health are people who are predisposed, as well as people who were previously, before the lockdown, were struggling with their mental health issues. So I think those people are most at risk. And this is an extremely difficult time for people who are already predisposed or people who have struggled with their mental health prior the lockdown.
1: Could you please elaborate on that charity, on people who are predisposed? What do you mean? Like, are you talking about people who have been uh, uh, diagnosed with living with mental uh, with a mental illness? Or are you talking to people who are just serious, who are just maybe feeling more anxious and more kind of uh, down than usual? Can you just please uh, expand for our listeners what you mean by predisposed?
2: Mm. Okay, so I think it is important to just emphasize that feelings of anxiety and feelings of sadness or loneliness or emptiness at this time are appropriate because it is a difficult time. So it doesn't mean that if you wake up feeling very worried and anxious about uh, the implications of this pandemic, say on your finances or on your family, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a disorder or a mental health issue an appropriate response to what is happening. So people who find it difficult to cope in terms of the predisposition that I'm speaking about are people who have either been already diagnosed with either a mood disorder, that is depression or bipolar or an anxiety disorder, which is uh, generalized anxiety or things like um, panic disorders or OCD. So those are people who have either been diagnosed prior to the lockdown or people who are predisposed, that is, hereditary, so they have a more likelihood of of their mental health issues being triggered and their mental health issues would need um, psychological attention. So, for instance, someone who has um, obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD, as a lot of people know it, it is quite a serious um, illness and something that really interferes with someone's quality of life and their living, and this whole thing around people having to wash their hands, people being very bacteria and germ uh, conscious really plays a huge impact because people who struggle with obsessive thoughts around being infected, around um, germs and all those things would find it really difficult to cope because then what is it being advised for us to do in terms of looking after our hygiene feeds into this person's obsessive compulsive thoughts around um, being contaminated around being ill, and someone, for instance, who worries a lot about a lot of things because of the amount of uncertainty that uh, is brought about by this pandemic and the lockdown and what is done, the person would be would find it very difficult then to cope with their thoughts, uh, which, which can make their anxiety that they've already had quite worse and people can experience things like um, panic attacks and so forth. So I think it is very difficult for people who already have been struggling with mental health disorders, but that if you're feeling, anxious, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling um, very vulnerable emotions at the moment, it is appropriate because this is uh, a time that is very difficult for all of us. So the real test of what we will see is how much these feelings interfere with your daily living. So for something to be classified as a disorder or a mental health issue that needs help from a mental health practitioner, it needs to severely impact on your functioning and your day-to-day um, activities of living.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for that, Charity. Now, I'm curious as to your opinion, your, your expert opinion, as far as the role that the government has to play in all of it. Because the reality is, they are they took the they, they took the advice of various. Um, bodies who advised them that the most effective way to go about dealing with this uh, w- w- with this pandemic is to institute a shutdown, and it was instituted. It's been rolled out. We're eleven days into it now, but I, I, I'm am war- I'm, war- I'm wondering about whether or not they stopped to think about the effects that this lockdown or the institution of this the the, the initializing of this lockdown would have on those um, who suffer from anxiety or any other kind of mental health issue and whether or not they have a role to play as far as keeping those people part of the solution and not ostracizing them for for the for whatever mental afflictions they may have i'm curious as to uh, as to where you stand as far as that's concerned
2: I think game it's quite an important point that you're raising that a lot of people or the government or the people who make the rules and the laws needed to do what what was best in order to contain the pandemic from spreading and from people like just to keep people alive basically, but I do think that this speaks to a bigger more um societal problem that we have, particularly in our country, of mental health really being taken for granted. So for instance, um, I think something like making mental health practitioners so psychiatrists, psychologists, counsellors should have been an essential service along with other medical practitioners. But I think this has exposed really um, the role that mental health care um, plays in this country, which is really a very, Ignored role, and we we have cases and previous things that have happened around the Life City Many debacle, and just the the disregard that we still have for mental health uh, as a society. So I do think that in making decisions, it was, going, it is a tough decision to make. And I mean, I do commiserate with the government and the people who needed to really make a decisive decision on what to do on this. But I do think that measures were not put in place with regards to how people can look after themselves. So for instance, if you think about someone who's depressed, so part of the symptoms of depression or big um, part of the symptoms of depression is isolation and um, social isolation as well as not wanting to interact with people. To counter that symptom and part of the treatment that we use for someone with depression is for them to socialize, to be with other people and not to isolate themselves because that um, increases the likelihood of them having suicidal thoughts and actually going going right ahead with their suicidal thoughts. So you can only imagine what this time would do for someone who had already been struggling with depression, for them to feel locked down, to be in their house, to not move, to not socialize. It only exacerbates the symptoms of depression and fatalities can come from that. But I do think that there is just... A huge temptation, and this is something that's been happening in our system systemically, especially in our country, to take mental health care for granted, to see it as something that's secondary to uh, physical or physiological well being. But I think the stats show, and what we've been more and more exposed to, is that suicide uh, is fast becoming a leading cause of death for a lot of people, and that um, in decades to come, mental health issues will be a big burden on public health service. So I do think that measures needed to be put in place that even if the lockdown happened, there needed to be an inclusion of mental health practitioners and uh, for them to be given a bigger voice on what this means for our patients, what this means for people who do have struggles with mental health issues. Because I think once again, this is taken very lightly in terms of the implications for those people who do struggle um, and the whole focus is around physiological help and keeping people alive and healthy and not infected by the pandemic or infected by the virus. But I do think that there wasn't enough or not enough steps that were done in consultations with mental health practitioners um, to assist with this pandemic.
0: I mean, we're living. Like I said, we're eleven days into it now. There's no way of, um, there's no way of rewinding time. There's no way of going back on the steps that have already been taken, uh, because, like I said, we're already eleven days in now. And I think, um, in order to avoid, in, in order to avoid a situation of the blind leading the blind, so to speak, as far as. Um, people who, who who might who who might be sitting there going through all of these things that they're going through and not knowing where to turn, not knowing who to turn to in these moments. I think those are the, the, those are the people that I that I'm most concerned with in this moment in time. And I think mo- mostly because I, I I do believe that there's only there's only so much assistance that um that a loved one or a friend or 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 someone who cares about you can provide someone um suffering from from anxiety or any kind of mental mm. affliction there's only so much assistance that they can provide before mm. their be, be, before their um degree of expertise so to speak, mm. is, is, is reached the maximum and it gets to a point where they actually do need to reach out to someone with um with professional expertise on the matter, someone who is a licensed medical official. If you were to share any suggestions um for people who are who may be struggling with anxiety or any kind of mental health affliction during this lockdown, what suggestions would you would you have for um for those people who are struggling and what myths would you suggest that they employ to help them out throughout the rest of this lockdown? Mm.
2: I think it's to really understand as you have elaborated that mental health issues they are real illnesses that if you have a mental health issue or mental health disorder it's a real illness and real illnesses if I think if that we keep that in mind that if you have any other ailment you would reach out and go to a doctor and receive medication for it and receive whatever advice that the doctor gives you and act on it. So, firstly, for people to not take it for granted, it's not something that you can just snap out of. So, if you found yourself unable to get out of bed, unable to eat, um, unable to socialize, having things like panic attacks, having um, insomnia or sleeping a lot, all of those symptoms speak to something that might be going on. And if these symptoms have been there even prior to the lockdown and just are being worse um, or being quite intense now with the lockdown, then it is. Very necessary for you to reach out and receive some sort of help, and I think that is the first port of call that people should recognize and admit to themselves um, that this is a problem and there's help. And I think that's something that's quite hopeful. It's not something that um, we we're shooting in the dark. There is help. There are medic- There is medication. There are professionals who can speak to who really know how to treat this, who really know how to assist you and help you cope with this, particularly at this very difficult time. But now that we are in the lockdown and whether or not you've had um, an underlying uh, psychological or mental health issue, I think it is a difficult time and that it is important to learn ways how to cope. So the first thing I'd say to uh, both people who struggle with mental health issues or not, is to take things one day at a time. So I've seen a lot of things circulating around, particularly on social media, about people learning new skills, doing new things. And if you don't come out of this lockdown with a new skill, it means you were lazy, blah, blah, blah. I think that is such a cruel thing to expect from ourselves at such a difficult time. And I think it's all that pressure that people have to be okay, to act as though everything is normal when it's not. So it's, it's, it's as if you, you're holding your breath and you're being told to breathe normally. It's impossible. You cannot. So to take things one day at a time, to recognize that this is an abnormal situation, life as, we know, as we've known it, life as we know it, has been turned upside down. So to take things one day at a time, to not place pressure on yourself, to learn new skills, do new things, and all those things, because I think that just makes mental health issues and psychological issues and emotional issues skyrocket if we place very high expectations on ourselves. And another thing is to try and establish a routine just for that day. So if you are able to do it, wake up at a certain time, go to bed at a certain time, and then fill your day with things that you need to do. And if you feel like you you can't go ahead with something, the third and most important thing is to listen to your feelings, listen to your emotions. That there are days where you'll wake up and it will feel normal and you'll feel like you're adapting to the new circumstances. And then there'll be other days where you're feeling down and you're feeling trapped and there's a lot of things happening and you're worrying about all the different implications on your finances, on your family that this might have. And it's important to honor your feelings around those. So speak to a loved one. um, being socially distanced does not mean social disconnection. Speak to people that you trust, speak to loved ones, reach out to a, a mental health practitioner, a counselor, or psychologist if you need help uh, thinking or talking about things. Journal your thoughts, don't try and push through feelings of discomfort, and push through if you're feeling sad and really can't get yourself to do it, because then that will have implications and consequences even post the lockdown. So I think it's to really simplify life, to really understand that this is a difficult time, and if you've had issues and problems with your mental health, to seek help right now, because this can trigger a lot of things for you and can make it very difficult to readjust to normal life post the lockdown.
1: Thank you so much for that uh, Charity and thank you so much for actually touching on the aspect of being productive or being expected to just move on with life as if it's normal and nothing is happening. You know, I saw a tweet this morning that said this is a pandemic, not a productivity contest. And Mm. for me, it resonated so, so much with, uh, with everything that we're talking about on this evening's show, because there is this pressure to kind of, um, be productive, more productive Mm -hmm. than I would be if I was driving my usual route to work and whatnot. And I've had to kind of sit myself down and be very honest about, what productivity means at a time like this and that this is uncharted waters that we've not been in. So thank you so much for for sharing those insights with us. I think for me, it was quite important to hear it. I I knew it and I read about it as we were Mm -hmm. preparing for the show, but to hear an actual expert talk almost directly to me because we were doing the interview was so helpful for me. And I hope that our listeners at home also just feel a bit of reassurance. That was Cherry Connor. She's a psychologist at the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. And SADC has a 24-hour helpline, which if you feel overwhelmed by any kind of emotions or feelings during this time and beyond that you can uh, call. And that number is 0800-456-789. It's 800 0800- four five six seven eight nine lifeline also has a 24 hour helpline which is also there for us during this time but beyond this and that's zero eight six one three two double two three double two that's oh eight six one three double two three double two you can also reach out if you are a VIT student um, to freely available 24-hour line, which is being manned by the uh, CCDU, the Career and Counseling Development Unit here at the University of VITs, and their number is 0800 triple one double three one. Thank you so much, um, Charity, for joining us on the show and for giving us the much-needed um, focus on our mental health during this time, because. We are so inundated with the numbers of how many cases, how many people are dying, the global numbers, the, the fake news that was happening over this past weekend that um, we talked about earlier in the show. And so this was a much-needed conversation that needs to be taken seriously.
2: Thank you very much for having me.
0: The COVID Report Show, exclusive to Vow FM.